gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? The show starts in ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two. Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of The Right Fit. I'm your host, Daryl Jacobs. Join me every Friday noon Eastern time with decision makers, both from collegiate athletics and from the professional world of sports. But joining me today is the vice president at Learfield, Mr. Mike Hake. Hey, Daryl. How are you? Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule. And I'm very excited to talk to you today about Learfield and all that you guys do around the country to make the experience of collegiate athletics very enjoyable. But before we get started with the Q&A, you know, talk a little bit about your journey into collegiate athletics. I will. You know, it's funny. Before we before I get into that real quick with that intro, that's like I used to be in broadcasting. So that that deep work. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank the producers for actually putting it together for me. I found the countdown and I thought it was something different from everybody else, but thank you for that compliment. Yes. Um, you know, it's interesting how I got to Learfield is, is, is sort of a unique story. Back in 1987, uh, when I was graduating college at a University of Missouri system, um, I interviewed with Learfield when they were at three houses in Jefferson City, Missouri, uh, before they before they obviously moved into a bigger facility uh, many years later. I think they only had 13 schools they worked with at the time. And so I interviewed with them, but I also had an opportunity to uh, go into radio and on the broadcasting side of it. And uh, I did that instead of going with Learfield and then uh, spent 26 years in the broadcasting industry. And then in 2016, I left um, the broadcast industry, but it kept up with some of the folks at Learfield, including uh, Clyde Lear, who was the founder, and Greg Brown, uh, the former CEO of Learfield. And so we had some conversations over the course of several months and ended up uh, coming over from the broadcast field over to Learfield. Uh, and uh, I got to tell you, what a great experience it has been, what a great company it is to to work for. Um, really just a, a, a tremendous group of people who care not only about uh, our, our athletes that, that are in the system, right, but also coaches, athletics, and of course, uh, our sponsors as well. Well, a lot of people, you know, this is a coach's show and me being a former coach and also transitioning out of coaching and happens to be doing some of the things that you guys are doing currently um, in my professional career as well. Talk a little bit about who is Learfield and what does Learfield do? So what we say is Learfield is the front door to college sports. And I think that's the biggest thing you can remember. We touch everything having to do with licensing uh, ticketing, websites, sponsorships, you name it. That's what we do. We're the front door to college sports. The piece that 
that and, and then of course the biggest piece of what we have is multimedia rights which is what a lot of your coaches see more than probably anything else um which is the advertising uh that you see in the stadiums and obviously digital that is that is out there of course all, across all social media so a lot of different things that we do and work with uh roughly 200 colleges and universities across the country talk about the area you oversee, because there's so many different components to live for and so many different other um, entities that you guys have, you know, as well. And we'll talk about those later because I'm sure a lot of the coaches and administrators listening and watching the show have seen these other entities and didn't know they were part of Learfield. But talk about the area you oversee with Learfield. Well, sure. I So there are a number of vice presidents in Learfield that are on the multimedia rights side. And what what's what we're what we really do is work with the college when it comes to everything that has to do with their multimedia rights, which is everything from in-stadium signage to to broadcast, right, to doing play-by-play broadcast. You'll often hear, I'm sure many people that are listening to this podcast or, or watching it have, have, have seen or heard, you know, it's, it's a Learfield broadcast, right? So that's part of what we do. We do digital um, we also do a ton of in-stadium activation. If you're seeing something like a, like a fry toss, uh, you know, or some sort of, uh, uh, of thing that gets the fans involved, that's what we do, right? So essentially what we do is we work an agreement out with the, uh, with the, with the college or the university, and then we go in and take those assets and those rights and turn around and, and, get the passion of people who want to connect with college sports. Talk about the show is called the right fit, of course. And Mm -hmm. we always talk about what is the right fit? What does that look like? And if you ask about 20 people, you'll probably get 20 different answers depending on the company culture and the philosophy. Talk about the hiring process at Learfield and what does that look like in terms of you um, recruiting potentially uh, people to join the Learfield family? So I would say this, if there is somebody that's in coaching that may be decided that they want to get out of, out of the coaching world and come into, into Learfield for whatever reason, maybe they, uh, maybe they're, they just don't uh, have the passion to coach anymore, or they're, maybe they're tired of the parents uh, associated with it. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, but the reality of it is now is, is, is a great time to transition. Um, like the rest of the world and um, the great resignation that everybody talks about, um, there are plenty of opportunities to join our company. And so there are many ways to do that. And I think coaches, in many cases, along with student athletes, are uniquely qualified to enter this field because they understand the process of selling and they understand the process of what it takes they generally are, are very good at being scripted in their time and being very punctual and understanding the value of teamwork in order to, to get there. So a coach or, or even a um, or even a student athlete that wants to transition, there are plenty of opportunities to do that. Um, I would say that I think part of it is, is that are you mobile and are you willing to go somewhere? Are you willing to move and go someplace different? Not every opportunity is open in the place that you are currently sitting. You know, the good thing about 
coaches, particularly at the college level, boy, are they mobile. They understand that they have to get up and go and, you know, relocate different places. So, you know, if they're talking about transitioning or have an interest in you guys, I'm I'm sure they understand that that's part of it. Just like being a college coach, working for Learfield, sort of like being a college coach um, a little bit. Talk about the interview process. You know, I know you joined Learfield in 2018. And prior to that, you were in broadcasting communication. Talk about how the interview process has changed, even over the last three years, Mike. Yeah, that's a great. So the process has changed. I think one of the things that that has come out of COVID, right, is a lot of these interviews, at least initially, are done just like we're doing right here, right? You and I are talking. And so they aren't necessarily face-to-face where somebody gets uh, dressed up in a suit or... And, and comes down and sits in front of in, in front of somebody in a, in a building, right? So I think that that's, well, that still is prevalent out there in some cases. Um, so that's one piece that's changed, just how the actual interview itself takes place. But I think more than the process itself, what has changed is the people that are interviewing and their wants and desires actually have changed more than that. Um, I think as an interviewer, you still you still have an idea of what that job is supposed to be, and and you sort of have those conversations. But many times, the first thing uh, that is asked by somebody that we're interviewing today, when when they ask questions, is is this job remote? Can I do this job remotely? And while there are a number of jobs within our company that are beyond the scope that I work with. Um, that are in fact remote or you could work remote part of the time, our jobs are pretty much you are at the, at the campus or at the university where you need to work. But that being said is that people are more inclined to want to live in locations versus, um, versus actually picking up and moving. The nice part about that is what you just said earlier is that coaches are mobile. And they're willing to move and go to different places and understand that today's job might be at in Ruston, Louisiana, and tomorrow the job might be in Boca Raton, Florida, or New Orleans, or Arkansas, right? So coaches who understand that and who are willing to be mobile, that is that is a definite plus. Mike, talk a little bit about some of the other entities that you guys actually own that a lot of the coaches may be familiar with and didn't know it was part of the Learfield IMG family. Yeah, so there's a number of them. I'm probably the one that, that you would see most or that you probably would be familiar with as coaches would be Pacquiolan, which is our ticketing company, uh, which, is, which has done a great job of, during the pandemic of switching from basically hard tickets to having your tickets right here on the phone like that. Uh, all those, so the Pacquiolan is one, uh, Sidearm, which is websites, I think is another one that you, sh- that you should look at. And then, um, CLC, which is the licensing arm. So anytime that you see, uh, you know, if, if you and I were getting together and we wanted to put together a whole list of schools that maybe you and I've worked with or you've coached at or they've coached at and then we want to use the mark and the logo that kind of stuff. It's got to go through CLC licensing um, to work with them. So, you know, those are probably the, the ones that most of these coaches would be familiar with and ones that we have plenty of opportunity with um, 
as a company going forward for people who might be interested in those things? Well, Mike, I'm really enjoying the conversation, but I got to take a commercial break and pay some bills because I got sponsors. (laughs) I love it. And I know you know about those as well. You're watching The Right Fit and listening to The Right Fit here with VP at Learfield, Mike Hayden. The Right Fit Podcast is brought to you by Rising Coaches Search and Consulting. Tired of spending what seems like all of your time and budget filling coaching vacancies? Let Rising Coaches Search and Consulting handle your next coaching search. Our process is simple. We identify, vet, and recruit a talented and diverse group of professionals that fits your institution's profile. All for a low price that we guarantee will beat our competitions. Plus, all of your searches will be handled by former coaches, meaning we will get the best possible insight on all of your candidates, and you'll get the perspective that only a former coach could provide. For testimonials, a full client list, or more information, please visit risingcoaches.com. Welcome back to The Right Fit. I'm your host, Daryl Jacobs. I'm here today with Vice President at Learfield, Mr. Mike Haight, and we're talking about The Right Fit. This question I get asked a lot by coaches, particularly the coaches that's transitioning or even administrators may ask me this question. Discuss, give me two do's and don'ts when interviewing. Yeah, so that's a great question. I I, I would say on the to-dos is understand and uh, understand really what you're interviewing for, what the job is and the background, not just what not just what that school has done, maybe if you were a basketball coach and you know, how good their basketball team was, but ultimately understand the institution itself, but also do some research into who Learfield is, right? So if we're hiring those individuals and, and the way we work is a unique situation because um, the person that is maybe a general manager or a salesperson for us in our company really is working with a couple of, of different entities in addition to just working with sponsors and making sure that they're taken care of. They have people like myself who they work with from the company Learfield, but then they're also working with the athletic directors in these athletic departments, which is probably what most of these coaches are most familiar with. They understand how athletics, the inside of athletics works, but they don't necessarily understand the the, the side when it comes to um, the Learfield side of it and how, how we're working with sponsors. So I would say research is incredibly important in that process. Uh, understand exactly what the job entails. And then be on your game, right? No different than any other time. When I, when I interview somebody, I want to pick up energy from them. I love energy because I can't teach energy. Coaches all the time, what do you guys say all the time? We can't teach fast right? We can't teach that. So I say the same thing. I can't teach energy. I want to feel that energy. I want to feel somebody who's excited, somebody who has some inner passion, right? Because I can teach them and, and our, and Learfield can teach them the blocking and tackling of the position of how to, how to, you know, work with clients and how to deliver what the client needs and how to understand athletics and the athletic department. But what I need to see is that passion for what 
the idea of, hey, am I going into this because I have a passion, I want to remain in athletics, and I want to, um, but I don't want to coach anymore. So do I? Do you have a real passion for it? So those are probably the two things. And the, and the don'ts are, uh, and I hear it in every single interview, most every single interview, is I love sports. Okay. We all love sports, right? Or we wouldn't be doing what we're doing. So that's the reality of it. Um, we do love sports, but you have to be able, and I will tell you this in some ways, your love of sports gets hampered a little bit by this job because when you're watching sports, all of a sudden, when you're watching the, the basketball game or the football game, now all of a sudden you're paying attention to, oh, hey, what's on the video board over here? What's on the court side LED? What are they saying? Oh, that's advertiser we should maybe think about. So you start thinking about the game a little bit differently in, in how you approach it. So we all have, have passion for that. Uh, and the second I tell you the number of times I have someone who looks off who looks off camera, looks off, looks away, or looks down at something, or worse yet, I've actually had interviews where somebody's done this. They're checking their while they're talking. So I'm like, okay, you want this job and I'm interested in hiring you or I wouldn't be interviewing you. So tell me that you're totally focused by being totally focused on, on what's going on. And that's, I think, the thing more than anything else that probably gets me is, why are you not focused on what we're doing right here, right now? Well, you wouldn't believe sometimes I have to start the interview over because my guests get distracted. I bet. And I'm, and I'm like, well, how are you going to give somebody advice about the interview process if you pick it up your phone or you hear the phone goes off or, you know, something like that? Those little things during the interview process, you can be a great candidate and have all the qualifications, but those little things can really separate you or omit you from continuing the process um, during the interview. Trends. Let's talk about those trends, particularly on the multimedia right side. I, I see where Learfield now is beginning to get into the NIL field, um, getting in that particular area, which is huge in college athletics right now. Talk about some of the trends on the multimedia right side. Um, that's so, coming so yeah, that's great. So the, the trend is is much like if you know if you look at the name MMR multimedia, right? In in all of media, the trend right now is digital. Really, that's where everybody's headed. That's where everybody's looking at certain things. We have our classic signage in stadiums, right? And we have our we have our uh, you know commercials on radio, right? Which are are very very traditional for us, but digital is a huge expansion from that because fans are fans 365 days a year. And being able to, you don't, you're just not a fan of name your school, right? Uh, six times in the fall, right? When they play at home and then maybe a bowl game. You're a fan all year long. You pay attention all year long. And the ability to, to the trend is, is to reach those fans where they are. Not necessarily just in stadium, but to expand beyond that. So that's the important part when you, when you look at it. Sure, there are trends on on NIL and some of the other stuff, but that is such a fast moving situation right now 
that if I were to sit here and have this conversation with you about my thoughts on the NIL, on NIL and what that means overall to college athletics, by the by the time that somebody watches this a week or so down the road, maybe if they if they go back and watch it, if they haven't had a chance to watch it, which I don't understand why anybody wouldn't watch it right away, but uh, uh, <laughs> what I would say is is that what I said could be completely wrong, and so that's why I kind of that's kind of for me anyway. Yes, it's it's what we're dealing with, and I think that institutions, college in, institutions. And then not only that, states have to get their arms wrapped around and, and understand we're going to have to come to hopefully some general conclusion on how to how to have this thing operate across all of the country, all of college sports when it comes to that. But trends are to reach people when they're not in the stadium, when they're when they're elsewhere. Um, we've all talked about it, right? If you're if you're on on one of the social media platforms. And you, um, you happen to mention that you that you know you're hungry and you're looking, you know, where should we go eat? All of a sudden, on your feed, five places pop up for you to go eat, right? So, I mean, that's part of what we're trying to to get into as well, and what we're doing um, is to reach those fans at that point. And we are in a, into a lot of much like coaches are now with data and analytics. We are into a ton of data and analytics, right? We can, we can through through our companies, right? Through the collection of our companies, we understand. We don't know the individual, but we understand that this particular person. We don't know who they are, but we know their trends on what they're buying is, what what they do, um, tickets, that kind of stuff. So through all of that, we're able to get that collective information which not only helps us from an advertising standpoint and helps our advertisers, but it also helps athletic departments determine donors and things like that. So there's lots that are going on trend wise from, from certainly from the multimedia right side. And um, I will leave uh, the NIL discussion to uh, people that are way smarter than me on the college athletic side to, to get to. Well, I would say on the NIL side, anything that you add will be suffice because nobody seems to, have the arms wrapped around and and you know the the the, the 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 ironic thing about it is before it even came out as coaches will talk we saw this coming we saw the wild wild west coming um and maybe because we in the field we we knew this will happen um you know as well um and it's great you brought up part of what Learfield does and I'm talking to college coaches who if Learfield is on your campus you guys have a platform called uh, fan three sixty five that you just really talked about. Um, in terms of determining consumer or fan behavior. I call it behavior analytics. You know, right. try to see what they buy and what their likes are. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of the coaches have experienced that. They'll click on something, and next thing you know, you got all those things popping up on your phone uh, because that's the area that you are looking as well. Talk about job opportunities. We, we talked about those trends. Talk about some of the job opportunities you see coming forth, particularly in the multimedia space. Yeah, so... I think there are lots of opportunities, uh, traditional opportunities for sure, right? To be uh, to be a seller, which we call a manager of business development, and there are levels to that as well. But also general managers, right, is, is an area where you have an opportunity to lead a team. Not any different than when you were coaching. You lead a team. It's just a different way. And it may not be as large a team or it may be a larger team, just depending on what on, on what you do. So. 
those are more of the traditional stuff. But I also see what I, what I tell young people and, and people who want to break into this industry in general is look at the actual media video part, right? You're seeing more and more of that sort of the, the studio portion of what we do. Um, and that is those, the, what I call hype videos of, of, of showing the, the players and the stadiums and the fans and all of that. That is an area, um, social media correspondence is an area that we're growing in tremendously as a company. And I think social media is a great place for people to jump in there as well and get an idea. You're still right there in all the action and you're creating something. It's, it's your chance to put it all together. So um, I think that's the cool part about it. Um, those, there's lots of job opportunities there uh, in that field. In addition to what we're doing specifically in our other worlds outside of MMR, whether it be Pacquiola and Sidearm, uh, digital opportunities as well. Well, you hit it right on the head. Social media is huge, particularly from that fan engagement piece you mentioned with Fan365 and all that. And part of what um, the trends are now to, to even if you're doing customer acquisition, um, um, you know, retention or whatever the case may be, engaging alumni, you want to make sure your social media platforms are up to par and really generating that interest with, you know, great content. And that is definitely an area that's really growing and that's trending um, as well. Let's talk about differentiators. Go yeah, ahead. I will say real quick on that. I think it's, you know, the reason for that, think about why we are as a society, what we're doing here a little bit too, right? And that is, is everyone's short attention span, right? Now, everybody's been taught that how can I say what I want to say on social media in 40 words or, or however many, 410 characters or whatever it might be, right? How do I say it in a short, concise way that I can, that people consume it and then move along? Uh, it, I would also say that I think it's that the ability to be able to, to communicate well in, in short bursts and, and gather that attention. One of the things that we're doing too is another, uh, another thing is called FanMaker. And FanMaker really tries to get at through, through using this right here, your, your, your phone, how you can, how you can reach that fan, right? So many, you know, it, Many colleges at the mid-major level and universities at the mid-major level, and even some some power fives that have trouble sometimes getting fans to events, right? So the reality of that is how can we're working on a platform that we call FanMaker that that reaches these fans and sort of gives them loyalty and rewards for showing up. Hey, I checked in. I'm still here at the venue in the fourth quarter. I'm not just checking in at the beginning of the game. They get points that can ultimately lead to prizes. It might be a, a signed pair of, uh, of Jordans or something like that, right? So there are opportunities and ways for them to check in and keep them engaged throughout the process and even during the week when they're not necessarily in the stadium. Well, great. Looking forward to seeing that. And I'm sure a lot of the colleges and the universities are looking forward to that you know, as well because they want to keep putting butts in the seat all the time and keeping them engaged for sure. I was talking about those differentiators. A lot of candidates when they interview or when they ask me when I'm talking to uh, people such as yourself and those decision makers, they always want to know 
what kind of differentiate, what can they do to separate themselves from the competition during the interview process? And I think you touched upon maybe two of those things during the do and don't question that I asked you. Yeah, I almost think it's, um, as I would say this is I have, have, have interviewed some coaches over the years, right? And, and coaches tend to want to be in charge, right? Because that's what they do. They're running their program. They're running their, um, their individual sport. They're, they're in charge of, of, of putting the practice schedule together. So I think sometimes, um, and I got this advice many, many years ago, um, it's not anything earth shattering, but, it, but it's true is understand you don't know what you don't know. And sometimes we think we know just because we've been in athletics or we, or we coach certain things. So that's part of the issue, right? Is that you come in with an idea that you know more than you think you do. And that can get you in trouble. When I joined, um, when I joined Learfield, uh, one of the best pieces of advice I got was from a fellow VP who came up to me and he said, Hey, Mike, we know you've got tons of management experience. We know you know how to manage people, but you know, what makes people fail in this role is they think they know more about this job and how to do it than actually listening and understanding and asking a lot of questions. And it's, it's the same thing that I would ask, I would tell any, anybody that was working for me, it's okay to succeed on your own, but it's never okay to fail on your own. So come in with an attitude of being inquisitive and learning can help you set yourself apart, ask great questions um, and don't have them self-centered questions. Ask them about questions about company growth. What are you getting into next? How are you, how is the company, how, do, where do you see the company 10 years from now? Where, where is the company looking to expand? Don't come in and say, Hey, is this job remote? <laughs> uh, do you have a 401k? Do you, you know, all the things that eventually you get to if you're a qualified candidate, right? But, but asking about things that are more important to you. Can I work from, you know, can I work from, overseas, you know, five months out of the year, whatever it might be, right? Something okay. crazy like that. But ask about great questions will set you apart because that tells me the person that I'm interviewing is not just looking for this job for today and what and how it can benefit them. But ultimately they care about they potentially care about the company and how they can see it grow and what they can see their part in the company going forward. Well Mike, this is the best part of the show. Here, the last last question. And sometimes people do a great job, Mike. Sometimes people kind of stumble a little bit. But sure. That's why you set me up already. I can see this now. Right, right. It, it, is, right. It, is, it is called word association. I say a person, place, or thing, or phrase, or word, and you say the first thing that comes to your mind. It gives the listeners and viewers a little bit to know about you and learn a little bit about you outside of the questions I um, ask you. Sure. So let's start with University, Missouri, Kansas City, or better known as UMKC. They are known now. They were when I was there. They were known as uh, as UMKC when I was there, but they are now Kansas City University. And uh, they're the uh, fighting kangaroos. Kangaroos. And I know it's word association. We're supposed to move. But uh, the original mascot 
for UMKC was drawn by Walt Disney. Right. That is true. And my friend who actually serves on my board of advisors is the athletic director there, um, Dr. Brandon Martin. Martin. <laughs> so Dr. Martin was yes. the athletic director when my daughter played uh, college volleyball at Cal State Northridge. There you oh, go. Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> A small world. See, we didn't know that. Right. The, the, the connection. But, you know, I know that's your alma mater. So, yeah, there you go. And I want to definitely get that in. Let's say multimedia rights. Exciting, changing, and rapidly growing industry that connects fans and passionate advertisers. Family. The most important thing, the reason for everything. Uh, anybody who ever works with me knows that family is important, but it's not just my family. It's your family. So I care just as much about you and your family as I do about my own family. Well, what I mean by that is, is at the end of the day, and, and again, it's cliched as heck when I say this, but, it, but I absolutely mean it. And, and I would open up a list of talk to anybody I work with. They would tell you the same thing. At the end of the day, when we're, we're, we're taking our last few breaths, it's not, it's not, Learfield, it's not anybody else that's there holding your hand. It is, it, it, it's your family and family is extremely important to me and it should be. Uh, while our work family is important and you care about individuals, I think family is the most important thing. Well, that's that transformational leadership that you had and that servant leadership style that you guys exhibit at Learfield. And finally, of course, Learfield. The first day when I walked in to sit down and have my first interview about possibly coming to work with them, not back in 1987, but in, in, in 20, uh, 2017, actually, before I started in 2018, culture, love, caring about people. I noticed it when I had been uh, where I had worked before, I had sort of built that. Right. So I was I was familiar with what we do with culture and how we and how we build it and how people care about one another. When I got to Learfield and I sat down there and waited in the lobby for a minute before I had to, I was, was taken back to talk to people, everyone was engaging, not just the people at the front, at the front desk, but people who were walking in from another part of the building would stop and say hello and introduce themselves. That tells you a lot about the people and the company. They don't know who you are. They don't know what you're there for but they stop because they care. I have not been at a company that loves and cares about their people and, their, and the individuals who work there more than Learfield. We do care and we care about everyone. And when I mean everyone, it doesn't matter if you are, if you're the CEO of the company or if you're doing something that is different than that, right? Everyone has a caring attitude. Everyone tries to help everyone out. There is that attitude and it's prevalent throughout the, throughout the company. And it was started by, by Clyde Lear when he started this company, continued through, through Greg Brown and, and Cole, but it's, but it's mostly from top down, right? So culture starts at the top and how people take care and dictate. And then you hire the right people who embrace that culture, a culture of love and taking care of loving and serving others. That's what we do. On all the things you just mentioned, 
equals success. And that's why Leah Phil is the leader in the industry of multimedia rights in collegiate athletic. Mike Haight, thank you for taking the time to join me this afternoon. I want to thank the viewers for listening and watching as well. Join me next Friday with another great guest here on The Right Fit. I'm Daryl Jacobs. Please be safe and have a wonderful weekend.